traveling to another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, dark territory. I know she's not deaf or dumb or retarded or anything. Portrait of a nervous man, Oliver Pope by name, office manager by profession. A man beset by life's problems, his job, his salary, the competition to get ahead. Obviously, Mr. Pope's mind is not on his driving. Businessman turned killer on a rain-soaked street in the early evening of just another day during just another drive home from the office. The victim, a kid on a bicycle, lying injured near death. But Mr. Pope hasn't time for the victim. His only concern is for himself. Oliver Pope, hit-and-run driver, just arrived at a crossroad in his life, and he's chosen the wrong turn. The hit occurred in the world he knows, but the run will lead him straight into the twilight zone. Jaws is the greatest. Oh, sorry. Um, hello, citizens. Welcome to LAW The Twilight Zone Review. I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Links. I'm Adam Wilcox. Welcome, guys. Uh, today we're it's episode 170. We're reviewing You Drive, season five, episode 14. Uh, the episode debuted. I haven't done this in quite a few years, Frank. Uh, January 3rd, 1964. Only reason I bring it up because it's the first episode of the last year of, of Twilight Zone. And I believe after this, we have 23 or 24 episodes, something like that. It's very fitting. It starts off with the Earl Hammy classic and ends with an Earl Hammy classic. Does it Does it end with a classic? Well, I use, I, I use classic like very loosely, like not, not, in, not, not at all, really. Like, like Charles Manson is classic. I got you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like the Titanic sinking. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. old. Is what like, you mean. like like Tiny Tim music is classic. Yeah, Tiny Tim was was a, was a great musician, sir. It's the it's he's the a better other. actor. <laughs> <laughs> but for you, drive. Um, did we all watch this today, or Adam? Did you watch it yesterday? I watched it today while I was cooking dinner. And you watch uh, Long Morrow as well. You mentioned no, no, I didn't watch Long Morrow. Not yet. I thought you said you watched it while cooking. I watched this one, the one that we're oh, about to talk about. Episode, how good it is, and you said, "Yeah." Oh, I thought you—I thought you were talking about you drive. No, uh, you thought you drive was really good, interesting. Yes. Frank is aghast. I'm moderate. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Let's get into it first. Let's. let's sure. Um, Pope. He's he's driving around and Rod's like he's not even fucking paying attention to this sack of shit. It reminded me of uh, what episode was that, Frank? Where the guys walk around the desert and they didn't have enough filler, so they had has uh, Rod going, move on, walk, march on, blah blah blah, march on, you sack of shit. You're marching toward death, you piece of shit, you cunty cunt. And he's just oh, like roasting. No. Yeah, that's right, Mr. Corey. Keep walking, keep keep treading rock or something. He keep. He yeah he kept saying this one phrase keep making uh, 
keep he kept uh, anyway he just kept he basically kept poning him over and over and over and over and over, and over. it was um i shot an arrow into the air yeah it was one of you saw the he drew the the telephone lines yeah the, the telephone lines and he drew that but he's walking around at one point and he's like you sack of shit mr cory walking around like you own the place god i had to kill you i could i'm the writer i could kill you right now and it wouldn't even matter anyway keep walking but it, yeah, this where he's like he's driving, he's not even paying attention. Yeah, be, he's like because if you stop walking, you know you're gonna have to deal with you what what you just did, Mister Corey. So keep yeah. keep treading stone. Or now I gotta figure out what the heck he said. Now it's gonna bug me. Whatever. Saying, but it was actually a good episode, though. I said the word "cunt" three times in a row. He said "heck." <laughs> um, I I didn't even hear you say "cunt" once. I hate these fucking episodes. These headphone things. Right, uh, but he's driving around. His name's Oliver Pope, and he like they shot. I, I guess what really happened in real life is they shot it in reverse, where he pulls the guy backpedals away from the car, and the car backs away. But in reality, it's like he's driving. He pulls up on the wrong curve, like he's in fucking England. <laughs> and the guy clumsily bumps into the car and falls over, and he's like, oh, and he's clearly dying. It, it was a suicide by bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact: uh, the oh, no. uh, the actor who played Oliver refused to be in that scene with the kid on the bike. Why? I don't know. I had some moral dilemma about it. What a dick! The point of the episode: the episode is a moral dilemma. Yeah, douche. I don't know. Ask him. I'm just letting you know what happened. Fucking prima donnas. You yeah. remind me of Bob Gutton, the the warden from Shawshank, right? Yes, yes, he did. You know what? I kept, I kept waiting to see a pink box with a pie. I love that guy. Every time he shows up in any movie, I'm like, he did it, he did it. He's the fucking guy. He pulls out some old shoes. Yeah. Oh, Andy. I mean, how honestly, how often do you look at a guy's shoes like that? <laughs> honestly, I look at them all the time. From that I'm, movie, I'm gonna send you down with the sodomites. <laughs> And then, we'll, and then we'll have a book burning party and dance around it like engines. World engines. <laughs> oh, Shawshank. Yeah, Shawshank. Anyway, um, he kills Same a kid. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. At this point, he he hits the kid in the bike. It, it's the worst special effect. He, he barely hits the car. He falls over slowly. You could tell he like put his foot down and then slowly fell. Like the stuntman was not willing to commit. And then the fucking guy drives home. He runs away and flees the scene of an accident. Which, it, which, it run. which I have successfully done three times. And <laughs> don't don't be announcing it on YouTube now. Damn no, it. No, well, I mean, obviously other people were involved, but nobody was hurt. You know, I made sure nobody was hurt before I fled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Frank Link's not three times I, I succeeded. The other three three times I got I got caught. Yeah. And that's why I honor. Uh, I have to turn to my co-host. I'm sorry. Oh, my, my name's really not Frank, so it doesn't matter. How do you feel about second Mike, Adam? How do you feel about that? Well, Frank, uh, in somewhere. Wait, wait. How does he feel about what? I mean, I definitely didn't pull a hit and run. So, I, 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 Adam, can you delay us like 45 minutes testing a microphone? Are you prepared to do that? Oh, because I had control over that, right? That was me. It was all me. 
I said, you know what? I'm not going to be asleep in the in in the driveway, but I will make sure I still delay the fuck out Why of this. Are you saying that out loud and then committing to it? Don't do it. Uh, okay, I'll keep it to myself next time. Thank you. All right. God, rude. You said it first. I was just confirming. Was asking Adam if he's willing to accept that role. I didn't say yes, Frank. I don't care. I'll find a homeless now. <laughs> <laughs> At least everybody can see my chair. Half your chair is missing. So what? What now? Whose chair? It's a magical chair. Adam's chair. He's got Rod Sterling over his shoulder, like the Guardian Rod. I've I have Leo Fender's finest. So the whatever. Of, huh? Huh? Nothing. <laughs> I'm a Rod, not you. I know. Why do you like this episode? I like this episode because it's basically Christine. Yeah, but but it's, it's so, but and I don't want to jump to turnstile too soon. But I'll say it's Christine. But unlike Christine, this one actually has a better ending. Like I like I liked the ending. I did. I, I didn't think I would, but it did. Here's what I want to throw to you, Adam. Sure. Uh, one of my biggest thoughts of this episode. Have you ever seen the movie The Machinist? No. Please go watch it right now. Okay. All right. Bye, guys. I got to go watch the machine. No, no seriously. Watch Peace it. out, Adam. <laughs> it's a, it's a very similar to this. It's a, not so much the ending, but I don't want to give too much away because I really fucking love that movie. It's I'll a, check it out. Yeah, I'll check a, it out. Honestly, Phoenix, if you're up for it after this, I will watch it with you on Skype, too, because I want to watch it so bad from hearing about it with you. It's a really good movie. Check it out. So that's a no. I said no. Uh, I didn't hear that. See, because I had these on. I, have I still hear you. Through your mixer, I bet. What is the difference? So I can't hear myself talk. Frank can't hear me at all, so I'll just say whatever I want. No, when I talk, I can't really hear you. That's because it's no whatever. Yeah. There, there's a difference, and you don't realize it until you... I don't know, Phoenix, pull those out and put a USB mic into your computer, and then you let me know. Inside you? Yeah, okay. It's, oh, well, no, no, that's that's later when you come up here. You heard me. Weird. <laughs> I can't wait for you to listen back to this, by the way. That's why I love listening to him, because I always hear... Yeah. Oh. So Frank, what are your... I mean, let's go overall thoughts. We'll go out of order for once. Let's, your overall thoughts this episode... Because Adam said his, and I want to see where I land between you guys. This is absolutely this this episode by far. It it, it it it's it's almost in battle with the bewitching pool of how bad this episode is. It's it's number two on on worst episodes of all five seasons. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah. Number really? Yeah. Huh. I hated it that much. You hate you hate this one worse than than last week's fucking grandfather clock bullshit. And he likes Edwin. I don't apologize the episode for Edwin. Edwin's great, but that episode fucking sucks. Yeah. It's a waste of Edwin. If Edwin was in You Drive, I would love You Drive. I like this more because it's not Edwin. It's not a sympathetic guy. Edwin is way too sympathetic. No, this guy's an asshole. Yeah, He's a straight up asshole. Yeah. Oh, I have that clip. The protagonist is a bad guy. Yeah. It's the domestic violence episode. He yells, his wife is such a nagging bitch, and he yells at her, and it's just that for 40 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever. Yep. 
How would you feel if you found out you just you just bought a car with a conscience? How would I whatever, feel? Whatever that means. I would hit my wife. <laughs> Take so a hear from it. Oh, I if 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 that was my wife back in the sixties, there'd definitely be domestic abuse. Oh, oh, don't get me wrong; she deserves to be hit for that fucking haircut. Oh. Yeah, that, I, that, that and then there, there's one thing that she does is pretty stupid though. She says, "We gotta do something about those hoodlums in the garage." <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck has hoodlums in the garage? Even in 1964, that shit don't make a lick of sense. That's nonsense. I can go to Camden right now. 10 minute drive and I can go to a bunch of garages. Hoodlums will not be in those garages. Nope. No. They're on the they're on the streets. I, I mean in Canada, the hoodlums live in garages, but that's besides the point. Here's what I have for season five. Because I, I think season five is the worst season of the Twilight Zone. Yeah, um, for sure. Tier one, tier top tier bucket. I have in Praise of Pip and Nightmare to twenty thousand feet. Fair enough. Can't, tier can't two, argue. I have um, Steel, a kind of a stopwatch, Last mm-hmm. Night of a Ducky, Living Doll, Old Man in the Cave, Uncle Simon because of the roasts, Probe 7 over and out, Short Drink from a Certain Fountain, Ring-a-Ding Girl, and this one. Ugh, Ring-a-Ding Girl. No, I can't put that in season tier two. No fucking way. I would put Steel in tier one, by the way. Just I would, I would argue that with you. But that's that, that, that one's that one's scored right for sure. It's it's not enough in that episode. It's a good idea, good premise. It just doesn't. It's not enough in it. Yeah. I don't think they had enough time to. It's undercooked. I don't care how much time they had. I watched what I watched. That's all I care about. Yeah, this is a TV show built for human consumption. Yeah. So fair, fair enough. That's why I would have a conversation about not agreeing with you, but but that, that's fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, bottom yeah. tier, I have the seventh of made up of phantoms and ninety years without slumbering. For sure. This one I'm putting tier two. It's it's I like this episode more than way more than I thought I would. I I remember this episode and I was like, oh god, here we go, and I start watching it and I'm like, oh, it's not bad. The main actor's good. The the premise is cheesy, but taken seriously and it, it kind of works there's some other, other things going on on the side though too that have a setup and a payoff so yeah. I like that that stuff too yeah why, why, why are you laughing Frank I just reminded I, I was just reminded of the Twilight Pones take on this episode and how they did it and um, <laughs> I almost want to play it I don't care if they get mad or not because it's it's worth playing. But it's go listen I, to their episode. Yes, um, I, I, I will say that. I've yeah. listened to their shows unless we've done it. And uh, yeah, I've, I I've heard them all five. already. Yeah, yeah, I have a whole season five. I haven't heard by them yet. But um, this episode, <clears throat> um, so he takes the car home. He goes inside. They start domestic violencing conversation. Whatever you want to call it. And they talk, and then he's like, I'm not feeling good. And she gives him a Tylenol. And then she sees the lights flickering in the garage. And she's like, someone's in the garage. Hurry, someone, hurry, Oliver. And he goes in there, and he turns off the lights, and there's nothing there. And then she mentions, this car better work right, because I paid a whole $35 to get this car repaired. <laughs> I, I was like, can I get their number? Because... <laughs> 
because I used to have a mechanic who was stuck in the, like the seventies of pricing because he was an alcoholic with cancer, but he's but he's since passed, and I don't have a mechanic like that anymore. From the alcoholism or the cancer? Probably both. Okay. Uh, I know what you're wondering, people. I know what you're listening for. I know what you want to hear. Of course, I know how many calls from St. Louis to Ohio that is. It's forty-six point six repeating. I was wondering, and I knew you were going to give it. Thank you for. Of course, I did. That's a lot of calls to St. Louis. So I mean, whatever the order was, I forgot. (laughs) That's that's so much conversation time, and just for a little bit of tuning up of of your of your everyday driver. You can't even buy wiper blades now for thirty five dollars. That's not going to fucking happen. That's not going to fly. Only if there's a sale. Yeah, if there's a sale, and you might get like a. <laughs> but there's steel. I guarantee there's steel, and not the floppy yeah. ones like you really want. No, yeah, they're, they're the cheap ones. That's kind of what I was gonna get at there. I'm glad you brought that up. It's it's thirty five dollars for cheap because they're fucking like shipped from shipped from China, and they're not actually made for cars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that that is a cheap ass repair. And she's like, that was a whole thirty five dollars. That was a month and a half salary. $35, Oliver. Do you hear me? Do you hear my haircut? You can hear this. It's so sharp. That is a month and a half salary of a of a, a you know of an office manager. Yeah. I mean, we, we learned how much uh what is name what's his name was earning making toys in that fucking terrible episode in season four. <laughs> I think I know what one you're talking about. <clears throat> they go to bed. They wake up in separate beds. The horn's going off. And he decides to go out there and turn off the horn. And I'm like, he opens the hood. I'm like, I wouldn't even know what to begin the pull to turn off the horn. I would have no idea. Go to the source that's making the sound. It should be easy. How is that going to work in a garage? Now, mind you, the guy that's telling you this, Phoenix, is the guy with a steering wheel attached to his microphone. He's going to know what the fuck button to pull on they that. Exact attached. Just pinpoint that sound inside a garage. They are not attached, sir. I, I bet I bet Frank knows exactly what model that car is and exactly where the horn assembly is to it to detach that shit. This steering wheel is worth more than every seat, every DVD that you have in your collection. I believe you. I know it, it was a Ford Fairlane. What's that? The car. I, I thought it was a dart. No. How how'd you come up with that? IMDb trivia. Oh, burn! I I gotta have a talk with Fred. Talk he was Fred. wrong. Go right ahead, talk with Fred. Fred was wrong. Fucking Fred. Who's Fred? <laughs> Fred Fox from from the Twilight Pone. There you go. He did, does this seem like a car guy? I'm not a car guy either, but he's very far removed from a car guy. He's a guitarist in a band that lives in New York. Yeah. I don't give a shit about cars. I don't give a shit about cars either. I'm from Michigan. Fuck cars. Fuck them. I'm I'm a car guy from Jersey, and I'm IndyCar media. I love cars. And I didn't know what this was because I have no. I I don't. All old cars look the same to me. Racist. Okay, so let's talk about. Racist. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because the car was black. Okay, All it. cars are black in a black and white TV show. That's great. <sighs> Frank, this is our third episode. Let's get back to serious. This is I, our third I, I'm sorry, go ahead. What? 
our third episode about cars. And I rank them as the following, which I can't believe I'm about to say. <laughs> you drive. Uh, less than less quality is a thing about machines. And then the whole truth. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the opposite of you. You think the whole truth is the best? That's one of my least favorite episodes. Which one's that? The whole truth where he buys the haunted car and can't tell a lie. Liar, liar, original. And Khrushchev shows up at the end. Oh, boy. I, I, sucks. Oh, the thing about machines, right? Where, where, where the car kills him in, in the pool. Yeah, but this is better than the whole truth. That was great. That was so much better than this. No. This has a good story, I think. I, 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 I like the story on this one. Yeah. That, what's, that guy what's in the story. It's a hit and run, and he and the car was mad at him for not for for not staying, and 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 see what you just said right there says way more than you think it did. The car was mad at the guy. The car was like motherfucker, go turn yourself in. You killed a kid. You know, like this is about the manifestation of guilt. Yeah, yeah, yes, guilty because he tried to do a thing, and the car. Adam, yeah, I'm on your side. I know. Look, a lot of, a lot of stories Rod writes. You have to really dig deep for the meaning. This one couldn't be any more on the nose, and he tells you so at the end. Yeah, and, and unlike Christine, Christine, where you know the the owner, Which I love. By the way, I, I love Christine. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely one do. of my most favorite Stephen King movies of all time. But that one, the car controls its owner, and this one, the the car is basically the guilt of, of the guy that it's it's manifesting in the car. We don't know why or how. It's just the fact that it's happening, and they do it in a slick way. At least I think so. See, I disagree with that last part because I think if it was a slick not way, slicker at all, you could watch it for the car wasn't really involved with it. It was more his mental state. They didn't do that. No, uh, they kind of did, Phoenix. I'm going to disagree with you there. They kind of did with the um, whatever that guy who came over and did his correspondence. Yeah, let's get to that part. Yeah, he was talking about taking his job. He was a little bit, you know, yeah, but, pissed off about that, and then that the shows up. The car out, and the car broke down on the wife and drove her to the scene of the crime. They didn't do that. Well, it didn't drive her to the scene of the crime. It broke down uh, at the scene of the crime. The and it was literally a block away from their house. Yeah, but the so, car was natural with her and not him involved at all. Well, so. that was a big skip. Are we still on here? Yeah. Hello? Okay. You skipped. What I said was is the car didn't drive her without her control to the scene. It's, it decided to stall at the scene. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure the corner is like down the street from his house. Yeah, I heard I heard everything you said. I just don't agree that that's a. I think that is a problem with because it should if it's all in his head and it's his guilt, like what Adam was saying. It should. I think that should have went more hinting toward it being just his mental state with the guilt, but with the wife breaking down right there, it's just, it's literally a supernatural car. That's where it falls apart for me. And it's even more supernatural that it drove its ass back to the garage without anybody knowing. See, that kind of gave me the creeps. That, that's kind of what I liked about it. It kind of gives you a little bit of that that cold chill. Like the, this car is 
going out of its way to let the owner know that I know what's up. You ain't going to fucking tell me. I'm going to tell you. I picture See, it was like crowbar came out and opened up the garage very slowly. <laughs> and I would have gave this whole premise with the car more credence if there wasn't already an eyewitness. Yeah. I would have given it more credence if she wasn't a female and driving the car badly. <laughs> I was like, is she just a female or is she driving the car bad? Is the car haunted? Is there a difference? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> you remember when the car stalled in the middle of the free uh, intersection, and then <laughs> and you just get out. <laughs> you get out of the car, goes to the payphone, and everyone starts honking at this empty fucking car, like it's <laughs> going to move on its own. They don't really know it's haunted. Like, oh, this is the haunted car of the neighborhood. Or Honk. get out and help. No, nobody does a goddamn thing except move, bitch, like to the car itself. My favorite is when he's walking down the street. He's going to go walk to the bus stop. And the car is slowly following down the neighborhood, and nobody in the fucking neighborhood notices a car with nobody driving the fucking thing in broad daylight. Just <laughs> down, followed him like a fucking creeper. You know what I mean? Like I thought I was waiting for the car to pull up and say, "Hey, I got a puppy in the trunk." You know. He even sped up and slowed down his walk to see if the car would match him. That was great. I liked it. It's fucking cheesy, but I liked it. I just I. Was, I was, Giggling a little bit. Yeah. He did, he did his own scientific experiment. Is is this car with no driver really following me? I got. Let me test this out for real. For real. Like. <laughs> Never mind that there's no driver. <laughs> yeah. That that right there would send me running. Yeah, I'd be like, oh god, I gotta quit doing whatever it was I've been doing. Like, no more caffeine ever. No more sugar. Nothing. I'm done. I'm checking my wife. Psych psych ward. I'm going to join a church. I'm going to do charity for the rest of my life. I'm done. Yeah, that would have been it. If if this was me, it would be like five Kias, four Ford Transits. (laughs) (laughs) Minivans. Yeah. Yeah. A few. What would have been funny is if he would have walked all the way to a used car lot and had the car following him just so he could watch one of those used car lot assholes come out and try to say, oh, hey, that car just basically drives itself. That'll be a good selling point. That'd be the whole truth. Season, season two, yeah. yeah, yeah right. Was it season two or season, season three? Two, it was video. It was a video episode. It was, yeah, but it, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, no, I'm just, so it was season two then, I'm guess. I'm going to guess. Season three. Well, okay. You want to see something crazy though? Uh, let me cue it up real quick here. Let me screen share because this isn't this sure. is a good thing. So uh, screen share, screen one. Okay. So this is 1954, probably shot in 1953. But here's his house. Let me rewind a little bit. Oh, oh. they show the house when the car backs out on its own. Uh. Crazy. Wow, there's so many screens to look at. I don't know which one. All right, so uh, look at just look at the yard. Let me close this. Okay. Wow, you have so many tabs. I don't. Um, so this is the house, right? Yeah. This is modern time. You gotta be kidding! You went to Google Maps. It you went this exactly far. The same. That's fucking awesome, dude. No, it's a wide shot. Awesome. Phoenix, Phoenix, hold on. Adam, round of applause. Phoenix, you deserve it, buddy. You found a thing. I like it. 
Yeah. Look, it's insane how close this house is to. Look at this. The exact same, like, uh, what's this called? The Japanese, uh, fucking, what's it called? But look, go here. <laughs> here. The plants even cut the same way. They're the exact same. It's got wow. the cut here. They cut. Oh they got my god, you're here. right. There's a fence over here. They got rid of it. That's it. Road trip, everyone. Road trip. You gotta go check this out. Look, see right here. It's a beautiful white birch in the front there. They got the lattice. They got fucking everything. Oh. Looks like they painted it. Maybe not. It's hard to tell in black and white, obviously. But yeah, they, can, can, I don't. I don't mean to cut you off, but my grandmother, every tree in our property, she would paint the top, the the first five feet of every trunk white. With uh, I don't know why. Yeah, that happens a lot out here in Arizona too. I don't get it. Why? Well, I, I even asked her why you do it. Uh, I don't know. Just used to doing it. People I'm do. like, how are you used to doing it? You grew up in the city. That's you just fucking weird. Nobody does that out here. Yeah, it's a, Arizona does it too. A lot of their trees are painted white. I don't. There, I'm sure there's a reason. It doesn't dry it out as much. Who knows? I don't know. Like, I don't it's get it. Why though? It's a strange trend. Yeah. It's an Italian thing. That's for sure. I oh, guarantee okay. you. Who at wherever you find a tree with that's white like that, knock on the door. They will have plastic on their furniture. I was just gonna say that it's the it's the nature equivalent of having plastic on the furniture. My grandma, our very eyes are Adam. It's freaky. My grand my grandmother in the living room. She she used the the corner of the living room, and she dumped about four bags of white stone and built a fake forest, like with trees and every it was ridiculous so she thought like the cia was after her and everything she was just totally out of her mind sounds like it italian oh, the episode um oh yeah right this shitty piece of shit right i like that uh he eventually he doesn't want to go leave the house so he skips work one day and he's like his wife is like oh you got to touch of the flu and his friend pete comes over hey, uh, touch of the flu yeah. huh let me grab your hand and, yeah, and, and i'm like social distancing off. He, he's like basically tongue kisses him and is like, Oh, you heard you get the flu. Oh, yeah, it tastes like it anyway. So, uh, I did your work at work, uh, with our business businessman. Uh, we do vague work at work, and uh, so uh, and he's like, Motherfucker, you took my job, you're gonna take my job, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Like, what when you find out he's probably a male stripper, <laughs> that'd be amazing. You took my stage time, you dick. <laughs> He took all my tips. And then Pete leaves. Pete gets pulled over because some fucking narco Karen neighbor is like, that's the guy. I know it's him. And he's like, all right. And the motorcycle cop pulls him over and arrests him. I need that G-string money to feed my bitch of a wife. The motor, the motorcycle cop did not have to start the motorcycle to go and pull him over. He could have just stepped out front. <laughs> he could have threw a rock and would stop that car. I know. Hour. Hey, like, where were you last night at six fifteen? He's like, I was at home with my wife and kids. He's like, we get a witness who says you're wrong. Put a I'm stick like, in the spokes. Cool. I was still home. Doesn't mean she's right. That's not how this works. I was, I was thinking this. This man would not be found guilty of this crime. No. <laughs> cool. You see any dents in my car? No. Okay. Bye then, bitch. Yeah. He 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 would be a terrible Adam Grant. This wouldn't work. Or maybe he is Adam Grant because. Uh, oh, Adam Grant from uh, Shadowplay? Yeah, because he was innocent. Yeah. I don't think he was innocent. Well, we don't he know what he... Story. He killed some people. In, in his dream, sure. 
No, in real life. No, because he wakes up, he goes to work, and every night he has the same dream. It's this one every night. Please, you got to believe me. <laughs> I don't believe him. <laughs> do, do you want me to just start mouthing everything you're going to say now? Yes. Oh, what are we doing? What are we, what are we doing? I'm confused. You lost me. <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing? I don't care what game we're playing. The 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 Adam Grant miming everything. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. Wow. Hey Adam, can can you go see if there's a roast in your oven? Because I bet you it's going to be a steak or something. <laughs> I'll prove I'll prove it to you. There's so many more easier ways I can prove this to you. But go home. There's a steak yeah. in the oven. I guarantee it'll be something else. Maybe like maybe like a lamb tonight. I don't know, but it won't be steak. <laughs> yeah, Adam, watch that episode if you haven't seen it. Shout oh, out. Shadow Clay, Se season two, episode twenty-five. No, it's like one of the last ones. Twelve. Twenty-three. How do we should know this by heart? I'll look I, it closer. Hmm. It's one of the last episodes. Remember the you, last like five episodes? Four of them are our favorite episodes. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like 30, 30, 29. <laughs> it was less than that season. Twenty-five. Yeah. Twenty-five sounds that. right. 25 sounds about right. I think yeah. 26 is silence. Let's find out. It is episode 26. Uh, yep, silence see? Is silence is 25. Okay. See, I was wrong. So, you know, there you go. Point, then. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Part for the course. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the episode, the car's honking at him, trying to get him to go turn himself in. Um, his, his coworker gets arrested, which really seems to work out for Oliver. So I don't know what he's supposed to learn there. He's like, he can't wait to get to work. He's I like, yeah, don't have the flu anymore. First of all, I hit that pesty fucking paper boy. And now I'm going to get rid of my pesty fucking coworker. This is a good day. He should yeah. be in a lot better of a mood than he's in, but he's not. If yeah. this car kills my wife, I have won the fucking lottery. I, did the <laughs> I was waiting for that to happen. Like the car comes in, bangs his wife, and then kills her. The, freak, the freaking hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> what, else does, what else does he need to win? Because then he, uh, the, the, in the night, the radio goes off, and he goes out there and just smashes with a hammer. <sighs> and then all of a sudden, the wife's gone, everyone's gone, and then he wakes up the next morning, the, the car went and robbed the bank that night and came yeah. back, and the money is just all in there. I oh, did it with a grace, Oliver. Thank you, car. <laughs> he called me Fair Lane. So, you guys are definitely fans of Christine. Have you ever seen that movie from the 1970s called The Car with Dennis Weaver? I think Dennis Weaver's in that one. Is that what you're looking up this whole time? No. Uh, I'm no, I've seen it before. I, I maybe it's not Dennis Weaver. Let me double check. No, I haven't seen it though. You sure it's not it's Kurt Russell? The, the car is is driven by the devil. That's the whole premise of the fucking movie. Um, Ooh, spooky, spooky. Yeah, spooky, spooky. The devil. No, oh, you mean uh, Burgess Meredith? I got you. Was the cigar shaped in a, in a in a in a zigzag lightning bolt shape? Sometimes the cigar is just a big brown dick. Oh, it's James Brolin, actually. I was wrong. Ooh. She, She's a fat one, that one. <laughs> Whatever he says. 
<laughs> I like them big. <laughs> the car. James Brolin, Kathleen Lloyd, John Marley, Elizabeth Tomlin. Tim Burton's Batmobile. It's uh it's weird. Looks terrible. Did not it's, say it. Yeah, it's I'm not gonna say it's a good movie, but I kind of liked it. I, I just I guess I just have a thing for like haunted cars. He looks so much like Josh right there. Go back like two pictures. He looks so much like his son there on the left. That is crazy. Looks like yeah. Gary Busey. On the like right? Do, doing his cocaine. Well, wait. He looks like Gary Busey. <laughs> I was going to say his cocaine days, but I don't During really know where to start. Yeah. yeah, just just Gary Busey, period. Now these guys are wearing a lot of khaki right here. Oh, yeah. That you is. should see Gary Busey's Twitter uh, oh, uh, thumbnail. He Twitter looks it. insane. Yeah. I, I feel like weird watch looking at this picture. Yeah. There's there's the car a little bit closer. It looks like the Batmobile. It's that, evil looking. I'll give it that. The they cab is like shrunk down to where like a human would not normally fit in there. So well they probably needed twenty of them. The car right there. You blew Frank's mind again. It's a it's 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 the ugliest car I've ever seen in my life. That's a devil car, Frank. They picked they they picked the perfect car. I got a, I got a hand to him. What is, he is falling right in his head in that picture. That looks brutal. Yeah. Yeah. What is that like? Like, dude, his the only part of his the only part of his body is the side of his head and his shoulder is touching the ground. There, the rest of him is in the air. That's it's extremely weird way to fall. Asanino invisible. Asanino. Is that the name of the movie? Must be a foreign title. I think that's the. Uh, these are the foreign posters, but yeah, in, in in the United States, it's definitely called the car. That's a really boring. That name. that's definitely not the translation uh, no. for the car. That's something else that they're doing. <laughs> yeah, in Mexican Mexican in Spanish, that would be El Caro. El Caro. Or something close to that effect. Or La Caro is are cars feminine or masculine like in, in Spanish? Evil panic, evil car, more than anything. It looks. I mean, it, it, oh, French. The it car. is. It, it's very evil looking. I'll give it that. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, yeah. If that car was speeding at you at fifty miles an hour, you'd be like, "Oh my god, it's about to fuck me up." <laughs> I like and, how they're being chased in the desert, but and there's clearly mountains, but they don't go to the mountains. Like they stand out in the open, but I love in this episode you drive. It's raining as he's walking to the bus station for some reason. It just starts pouring rain. Yeah, it was a cool effect. It, it doesn't really do anything for the episode, but it does bring the tension and reels it reels it ramps it up a little bit. One of many in this that doesn't nothing for it. Um, but my point being is, um, <clears throat> it's like you keep seeing his feet going, and you can and you can tell he's running and. <laughs> he's not running forward. No, he's running, yeah, yeah, easy. He's not running and, any sidewalk tiles yeah. down. And you think the car is going to run him down. He falls and trips, of course, and of course, and almost. I really did think that car was going to run him down for sure. Yep, but then whoopsies, we got you. That's but, what I'm saying earlier about. I don't mean to cut you off, but this is exactly what I'm saying earlier. A thing about machines: the car kills the guy. For seemingly no reason. The guy just seems like a dick. He doesn't really deserve it. 
because it was a, a machine. Guy killed the guy, and the car is like, ah, I won't hit you. Let's go. Let's go downtown. You what? deserve justice, sir. Not Maybe him. that's why I liked the ending because it's not what I thought would happen. I because I, I, I my mind was going, it's gonna fucking run him down and get revenge for the kid. It's it's the kid's soul inside the car or some shit like that. No. Okay, I will give you this. This episode made about 17 left turns of I thought this was going to happen and it didn't. Well, I like that. Yeah. Well, just what like Maybe when the when, so when the lights were going off or on because those hoodlums again were turning the lights on and off because that's what hoodlums do. So angry by the last two episodes that this one was a ref- refreshing turn of events. Yeah. He he smashed both headlights with a hammer and they still did not go out. They were still ask- lit. In 1964, if you if you smash the light out with a hammer, would the light go out? Yes, that's what I thought. And then it, it, if you hit a bump too hard, the lights would go out. I thought. I thought they were like really touchy back then. Yeah. When the car follows around the neighborhood, it's Torgo's theme, Adam. You can tell Buck was not behind this. Driving this car for the master. The master. He will be pleased. Phoenix, I have a question for you. If Buck Houghton was still here for this episode, would it have been better? Yes. I think a whole season five would be better. Of course. But this pile of shit, I mean, would Buck even have greenlit it? Buck would have... See, what we're noticing is two things happening in season five, if if you'll allow me to indulge here. Rod leaving to teach in Antioch and Buck Houghton leaving the show. So what we have is nobody checking nobody else. So Rod submitting these scripts that, I mean, this isn't a Rod script. I'm just saying Rod would submit a script. Buck Houghton as the producer would ultimately go, this is what we need to do. Here's some changes. Even if I don't change the script, I'm going to change as it's being filmed. Here's what we're going to do. And he would streamline the, the episode so the main audience would understand and, and be surprised by what was what they're watching. That's the whole point of the Twilight Zone. It's One twist. Left, we're left with... Yeah, exactly. With the twist. We're left with Rod submitting these rush scripts, nobody following up on them, and then they just make it to air. Rod had a, Rod had a problem of making too many twists. And Buck was there to whoosh, whip him back into shape because yeah. the pilot, two two twists, and Buck was like, no, 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 no. One, that's all you're getting. Whoosh, and, and we he, didn't get another one until season five. And he got he got his two twists in that one episode. Uh, with the sand in the pocket. What the fuck's that called? Per, no, fan. So he was like what Lawrence Kasdan was to George Lucas when the original movies came out. Yeah. George Lucas, gotcha. though, didn't have good ideas to begin with. People turned them into good ideas. Rod People Serling helped him fix it. Yeah, Fine-tune it. And that's what made it go from mediocre to great. Right. Or great to amazing, I guess I should say. Right. Right, right, right. There Sometimes was... it's a collaboration of people to get it to, to turn out gotcha. And the, and the right collab. This had the wrong. There was no collab. Nobody was collabing. I think this is a good. This is a bad episode, though, to bring up with that point. Though we brought this up previously with with more clear examples of that, where Rod just clearly rushed a script. That fucking uh, Custer one was the prime example of that this season. 
That was the worst episode of this season, I think. But yeah. the, but one of the best thumbnails you've ever made, sir. Yeah, it's a good thumbnail. I posted. I, it. I, <laughs> I looked. I, I I I look great. Like it's it it's my new profile pic on Facebook. I have no regrets shitting on that episode. But that episode was still better than Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. See, it's funny that the Tales from the Crypt episode we just watched was The Shining from beginning to end, and this episode is Christine from beginning to end. I think that's an insult to even the TV version of The Shining to say that. And the difference is The Shining came out first. This came out before Christine. Yeah. Right. We and and we both know that um you know uh, uh what's what's his face uh, Stephen King was a huge Twilight Zone fan. If you're going to rip off something ladies and gentlemen, fucking do it right. And do it right. Episode, having seen The Machinist, this episode is The Machinist. I don't even I think about Christine when I'm watching this episode. That's how close it is to Machinist. And then that's probably because I haven't seen The Machinist. So I apologize audience. I will watch that movie. Adam, I'll watch it with you whenever you want to watch it, buddy. Okay. For Earl Hamner Jr., you drive is a little more than an extension of his own relationship with such devices. All mechanical things frustrate me. Ooh. I'm like my friend. Shut the fuck up. What? Frank. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> I'm, like I'm, I'm just want to call you out. The writer who <laughs> himself with a sponge. I'm afraid of and inept with all mechanical devices. It's kind of a love-hate relationship. I drive a Corvette, which I love because it's so at odds with the image of John Boy Walton as an old man. And of course, it's a stunning machine, but at the same time, I do not trust it. It seems to have a life of its own. And sometimes when it will not start, I suspect it's because it has some personal grudge against me. Sounds insane. All right, almost done. Although not, not a particularly effective story, You Drive does have some good effects, such as when the determined automobile follows Edward Andrews, last seen in Third from the Sun, down the street. We had a man uh, we had a man under the dashboard with a tiny periscope that stuck up through the hood of the car and drove with special controls, explains William Frug. I remember watching it be because when I was on location and it was filmed, I was astonished. The car would come driving up by itself, and it was spooky because you couldn't see this little per periscope sticking up. The most impressive shot occurs in a scene in which the car chasing Andrews increases its speed, running madly. Andrews stumbles and falls, cut to a close-up as the car roars to within, within inches of his head and stops. You do it in reverse, explains director of photography George Clemens. You do it in reverse! Start the car right at him and then pull, pull it back. Those things always work well when they're done right. It was so obvious, too, by the way. He put no opinion into that. Entire thing. That was his entire review. Which it's almost like I guess he liked it. He said it's like lackluster, but that's about it. Oh, sorry, I missed this first part. I was gonna say, what do you mean? Uh, it's right the, here. You didn't know. You're not even on that page yet. Right here, man. A liar. No. <laughs> Pope is determined to keep it's his three ninety five. Call me a liar again. I'm fucking with you. I know. We can see here on the uh, even after the boy <laughs> dies from his injuries and his coworker mistakenly identifies the hit and run driver, but Pope's car has other ideas late at night. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Horn <laughs> flashes its lights and blares its radio. When Pope wife's when Pope's wife takes it for a drive, it steers itself to the scene of the accident, then stalls. I just saw myself on the big screen. Uh, it, it it, when, it, uh, finally, when Pope decides to walk to work, the car pursues him, coming with it. This isn't really his beaten. He doesn't say anything about his opinion. 
Nope. That's why I, I think Zickory just thought it was a good episode and not much to say, so I'll say as much as I can. I think it's the best of the three car episodes. It's the worst, but that's that's a lack of opinion or lack of opinion. That's no, you said it. Yeah, it's a lack of opinion. That's a lack of an educated opinion. <laughs> yes. Well. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Did you? Ooh. Oh, you're stroking his chin for some reason. Um, the car. I'm thinking it's like a Beauty and the Beast scenario where there's like a trap soul inside. Well, you better make sure the next time you buy one. Apparently. I don't have a tiny Korean man stuck in my car, so I think I'm fine. Well, if, if you're going to commit a crime with a car, you better make sure it doesn't have a conscience. I could I go with karma manifesting itself. Is, is karma? It, yeah. Karma. Karma. So, oh, you? Uh, you, uh, you uh, Adam, uh, fucking high five. Good. Her fucking home run, Chippiston. <laughs> and then you're supposed to go tiff, tiff afterwards. Because when the joke is that bad, you you're, you oh. just chip chippersend yourself. Oh. Just like the Dune jokes, the Stop Dune jokes just have to be that bad. Nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, yes, yeah, they do. No. Chip no. chipper. No. It's the number one. Chip in the show. Stop listening to my podcast. <laughs> I don't want you. Good. <laughs> Stop fucking mentioning it. <clears throat> <laughs> Phoenix West, it's not a podcast. It's a, it's a podcast. Looks like a kid that just you stole a lollipop away from the kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, so would you like to hear the other? Um, I, I have three. I have three clips of this episode. That's it. Do it. Just three. Pull the trigger. Um, the master, the master. I think you freaking ears out again. I'm scared. Oh, whatever. Is that loud? Yeah, is that I'm better? kidding? I'm kidding. I can't okay, hear anything. Fine. Is that loud? Can't hear anything. You keep your hands off of my desk. I've got some very important correspondence in that basket. (laughs) It's not anymore. I took care of it. Your letters, sir. All answered and waiting for your signature. All answered. Ollie! I hate her. I'm sorry, Ollie. I only wanted to do you a favor. You could do me He's under. such a do-gooder, too. You know what, though? He deserves, he job, deserves her. Huh? He fucking deserves her. I take one morning made off, in hell. and already yeah. you start making noises like you're the head of the department. Then you got it wrong. All three way. of them. The I'm car in them, to too. Yeah, it's a, a pile miserable three. Don't try. Again, it's <laughs> you listen to me. You think I enjoyed sitting in that office dictating your lousy letters? I got better things to do, buddy boy. Nobody's no, holding you here. Go do them. Well, you bet I will. Pete. What part is it at? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have blown up at him like that. He's apologizing for being Last an asshole. Last night a kid in our block was run down. 
I knew him. He used to come over and play with my kids. There was one. Whenever I'm nice, sick, I, I always lay in bed with my suit on. <laughs> and I ran him the fuck Some over. Maniac smashed into him and left him lying there in the rain. Yeah, I maniac. Know. We've been reading about it in the papers. It's a terrible shame. They're watching the corner. You show up, they always do. You don't happen to know how the little boy's getting on, do you? Just sad. I won't be able to fondle those died, nuts so. anymore. About an hour ago. Come over and play with my kids. You look The car what? pulled up and says, Hey, kid, you want to play with a puppy? <laughs> Get in. Got some puppies in the trunk. Now, now I have all this extra E laying around that I don't know who to give it to. <laughs> it's candy. It's Cherry Pez. Try some. Whoa! <laughs> It'll be a fun episode, like, after the credit sequence. Is he, the car, he gets in the car finally after it almost hits him, and the car drives him to the cop shop, drives him to the police station, goes inside. I want to see after the credits where he's like, that's Pete. He definitely hit that kid. And that's <laughs> That comes out in the car. like, I don't, I don't know what happened, man. I saw it. It's like you can only bring the horse to water. You can't make him drink. Yeah. <laughs> go go outside, and the car's just sitting there flipping a coin, standing there. You know? <laughs> the car, no. He goes to get in, and it's locked. He won't. He can't unlock it. Yeah, it, it, there. It, it it ends like fucking Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two or, or Part One, where they just drive off in the bus and fucking don't come back. Yeah. It was funny watching him. Being driven by a, a driverless car to the cops—that's what I'm saying. Nobody in the neighborhood noticed that shit or say anything like, uh, "You're not going to believe this, but there's a car that's not no driver." Six and, people live there apparently, and, and and he did not look any like this was not unnormal to him. This was like either that or or he lived in the neighborhood where indiana jones got blown up in a refrigerator you know that's the only other thing i can think of he's in that neighborhood i'm shocked indiana jones is on your brain (laughs) (laughs) i know (laughs) gonna change your background now to the temple of doom set it is a great hat though adam i will give it to you it's a fine looking hat You, you you did nail it sir you did nail it i tried I know, I know you put a lot of effort into it. That's what I'm saying. Great looking hat. I like it. Did you notice in the outro, Rod warns you about concealing your crimes with a car? Oh, this one? All persons attempting to conceal criminal acts involving their cars are hereby warned. Check first to see that underneath that chrome there does not lie a conscience. Especially if you're driving along a rain-soaked highway in the twilight zone. That's all he had. That's all he had. That was it. it was that was definitely the weaker aspect of it. It's like, ah, nah. It'd be better off if he just hadn't said anything. The whip pan in the beginning was the worst. Where it's like a car and it goes over to him and he's like standing against the Meanwhile, back in New York, <laughs> here's Rod. <laughs> There's an episode about a car. Don't do bad things. Bye. Yeah. Whenever I go to a used car lot and I'm buying cars, and the guy comes up to me because you know he always does, like, "Hey, it's a nice looking car." I'm like, "What kind of a conscious does it have? Is it a good conscious? Is it bad conscious?" If I murder a paper boy, let's say, hypothetically, let's just say I fled the scene. Uh, We're not talking about last Tuesday. We're talking about the future. Let's just say I fled the scene. Would this car 
drive me around and honk at night. I just some questions I have. Yeah. It would be par for the course for season five, though, to just have Rod Serling say, what you're about to see is a car that drives its hit-and-run driver to the police station. Is that a pen? Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy if you can. In the Twilight Zone. File I, under B uh, for police. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> File this under E for Earl Hammy Jr. This episode, I like it. Okay. I give it a 7. 7.6 on I I don't understand. Yeah, this I, I give it a 7 out of 10. Out of a uh, out of out of exactly 1111 <laughs> reviews. Such a random number of reviews. All ones. This, yeah, all ones. Like the car. A 7.6 out of 10. I I I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I don't know how you can sit there in, in good faith and say um, the one episode, the whole truth, is better than this. I don't believe you. I will not <laughs> accept that opinion. No, I like that episode. That episode is one of my least favorite episodes. Remember that? It's a comedy. It tries to be a comedy, and it fails so fucking hard. It was so bad that it was funny at being agree. not I funny. terrible to sit through. I remember doing the review with you. It, we are talking about the one, right, where where the car eventually is Gorbachev's car or something. Yeah, Gorbachev comes, and then he sells it to him so he can't lie, and it's like a weird, stupid political swing at the very, very end. Yeah, somehow this used card salesman topples the Berlin Wall. Yeah. <laughs> somehow. It sucks. And the thing about machines is what you're talking about. That's a bad episode that has amusing elements in it. Oh, there. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kill yourself, Wixley, or whatever they would say. Finchley. Finchley, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, like, has the razor that goes down the stairs. That's the great. That is the greatest scene of all time in Twilight Zone. Is the fucking razor down the stairs? So, so good, we did it twice. <laughs> yes, we did. So yeah. so nice, we did it twice. Yeah, this one is bad, but not as bad as those. But it also doesn't have as entertaining elements like the thing about machines does. We still can't agree on the end of how he dies. <laughs> no, I don't care. This one should have ended like that one did. They should swip, swap the endings. It would have made more sense. Yeah, this guy deserved to die more than Finchley. That if, is true. Yeah, I mean, if the car just followed him and took him to the cops at the end and then showed the the rest of the episode of him just being a total dick yeah. without the car element, it would have, I, I think, been better. But of course, Hammy had to ham it up like Hammy does. So you ain't getting that because you got. Or yeah. if the car actually did run his ass down and then suddenly the wife just appeared in the driver's seat. How did I get here? And then she went to jail. That yeah. would a good ending, too. You're arrested for a haircut. My friends. No. Pete was bailed out. And then Pete ran him over with his own car. <laughs> that would have been more interesting. And pinned it on his wife. And then got his job like he always wanted, answering yeah. correspondence. Apparently, <laughs> answering correspondent is that's code for male stripper. It'd yeah. be funny if he took his job and his wife. Because listen here, buddy boy, I was like, ooh, he's he's getting tough now. <laughs> he's he's no he's no longer taking any guff from Ollie. 
I think the biggest thing I learned this episode is it's possible to maintain a house from 1963 to 2020. <laughs> Keep it the exact same. I'm living in one. And next to a lot of them. <laughs> I know. Oh, the car- the market, like big, you know, they want to sell that house, but they, they kept it the way it was. Yeah, I think a- I learned that it's not out of the realm of possibility for a car to not be a pedophile. I totally agree. I think like, Miatas, pedophiles, definitely. You know, I mean, but, this car chased that guy short of everything saying, hey, do you want some candy? I got some puppies in the trunk. Does this but, rag smell funny? You know, White vans with no windows but the front? Yep. It definitely leaves you with some questions. Phoenix, the most, pe- the most pedophile car that you can think of? I mean, obviously, we have a CMV. Oh, how do I? F- yeah, definitely. You yeah. nailed it. Child molester mm-hmm. Um But that's that's a little too cliche. If we're talking about cars, you know. Yeah. Man, I got it. You don't want an El Camino. The kids are on the outside. You the, want more of a station wagon. El Caminos are awesome, by the way. Okay. Not for child molesting. No, no, no. The Ford version of the El Camino is the child molester. The El Rancho. The Rancho. It's the Mexican child molester. Is the Ford version. Toyota had one, then that's the Japanese molester. I feel like you want to answer this question. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was trying. You're not letting me. You said El Camino. I owned El El Camino. (laughs) Until I crashed it. I don't know. Um, I will say um, liwstudios.com. Check out the other podcasts and shows on there. He didn't answer the question. No, I tried. You fucking talked over me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's hard to not talk over you with the... um, My bad. Red Dragons Radio, you say. Okay, Adam. (laughs) www.raidersoftheloseflicks.com Cool. Cool. So, guys, we'll be back for The Long Morrow, which is an actual good episode. I like that episode. Looking forward to it. It's one they actually play on the on the, the marathons. That's good I, to know. That gives me hope. The name just does not like. It sounds pe- familiar. I, I know. I'm, yeah. pr- I'm probably going to pick up on it within two seconds of watching it. I mean, yeah. oh, that one. Yeah. Once I think once you see that episode, you can't forget the ending. Yeah. But the, it's a good one where the twist matters and the characters. It's more character driven, which I always appreciate way more. Like I grew up in that generation of people that described these episodes by the twist. Like, oh, remember the twist? You know, it's like, yeah, well, I don't need to watch that one, no. This one's got good character development and, like, you're kind of invested a little more. I want to say it's amazing, but for season five, holy shit, it's a fucking holy grail. It's going to be, it's going to make our season. I'll tell you that. But, um, well, that's, that's, uh, I mean, how many episodes in are we? Everything in my computer is froze right now, so I have nothing to tell you. Uh, okay. This, this is episode 514, so we're 14 in. Okay, there we go. Um, I don't even know if I can air this wow. up because it froze. So. Okay. I hope so. Oh, I'm going to take his YouTube video and uh, make it in the audio because it is froze at 42 minutes, and who knows how long ago that was. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, 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 yay. A whole lot of notifications of you two going back and forth again about this. <laughs> If you can't make that work, I can help you with that. I can fix I that for you. Yeah. 
I don't know. Um, until next time. In the meantime, I'm Buster. <laughs> I'm Frank Links. I'm Adam Wilcox. So long, citizens. So long, Oliver. Goodbye, everybody. Have fun getting fucked in the ass, Ollie.